Hi, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our scrappy little podcast. Oh yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Coffee with Creators, but with a little bit of a, a twist this week. Since uh, Chelsea is actually out, um, she's not feeling well. And it was kind of last minute because we planned on this episode for the last couple of days. And then I got this message from her this morning and she said she's not feeling well and her daughter's um, also in the same boat. And that's the thing about being parents. No matter how hard you try, sometimes your kids just get you sick. And it's just the nature of things, which actually brings me to uh, our special guest today. And this person is going to help me, is basically my co-host for today. So uh, let's welcome to the show, Matt, or I am Milks from Instagram. Hey. What's going on, man? So as a parent, you probably can relate to that. Kids yep. getting you sick. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, I'm happy to be off the bench. I've been, uh, I've been practicing for a while, being on the B team, not quite making the first team, and uh, I finally got my shot. So let's not blow it tonight, Michael. <laughs> we'll try not to. <laughs> yeah, and, and going back to the parent thing, absolutely. My kids went to sleep 10 minutes ago. Now, bear in mind, in the good old UK, it is now five minutes past 10. I was very stressed leading up to this about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw your messages. You're like, my kids are still up. They're like, still awake. We'll, we'll work through it. We'll find a way. That's, that's well, This is classic parenting. I, I messaged my wife to say, she's like, how are you getting on? I'm like, the girl's still asleep. I'm recording in 30 minutes. She said, just give them their iPad. <laughs> or shout at them. That was the other one. Yeah. Two options. <laughs> shout I said, I've already them. done them. I've done both. Yeah, <laughs> what do I do you next? <laughs> you see, I don't feel that bad anymore when I give my kids uh, a tablet. Because my brother, I was having a conversation with my brother, and then we were just talking about this thing. I said, you know, I feel so bad whenever, um, you know, one of my kids are just acting up and I just couldn't calm them down. They just want the iPad. And, you know, I feel so guilty when I give in and I just give them the, the tablet. And he's like, why would you feel guilty? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's so bad for you. And he's like, it's not necessarily bad. Anything that you do in, you know, everything, as long as in moderation is okay. It's like when we were kids, all we did was that our parents would stick us in front of a TV all Saturday morning or even yeah, yeah. the entire day. Yeah, they never I mean, felt bad. I think things, <laughs> like you said, I think things have changed and, you know, we're in, a, we're in the tech era. And, you know, in some ways I see my kids advancing so much because they're watching YouTube and they're learning all sorts. My kids, Daisy in particular, and you know this, Daisy has an American accent when she says certain things because she watches Wait, she so does? Much YouTube. She goes water. Oh, yeah, that's right. You mentioned this before. Water all the time, and, and they call that they call uh, over here. We call everything rubbish. Like so, you chuck it in the rubbish. Put it in. Put it in the rubbish over there. You call it like you know. Put it trash. in the what, what would you say the or trash garbage. Or, or garbage. Yeah. Um, and they keep using these Americanisms because they keep watching so much YouTube. But it's just like I have to remind them like no 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 it's rubbish. <laughs> put it in the rubbish, sweetie. Water. You know what's you know what's really interesting is that that there actually is a thing that's happening right now in America where since the pandemic people are you know parents who are stuck at home and having you know their kids just watch youtube or or you know the disney channel or whatever because obviously they couldn't ha find a babysitter um all these kids started to develop an english accent or they started using words that are most commonly used over there on that side mm -hmm. of the pond or even not because i think one of the shows that was very popular is bluey and bluey's amazing that's I the love that my, show. my girl's favorite at the moment. And, and I you love watch that it show. and you think, it's actually quite good, right? 
it's very good. I was really surprised. My brother said, you should go watch Bluey. I'm like, wait, is that a kid's show? He's like, yes, mm. but I promise you, you will love it. And yep. it really does, it, it found that, that sweet spot between like a, being a kid's show and also endearing and appealing to parents. Yeah, as because a, as the a, dad, the dad appeals yeah. to, you know, there's a few parenting lessons in there. There's also the, you know, uh, the bits where you think, yep, he's not too happy right now. The kids are playing up and he's got to teach them a moral lesson. You yes. know, he's got all of that, but it's, it is good. And, you know, it's fun. I love how they go in their little imaginative things. And dad obviously gets a little bit too into the imagination, <laughs> which is, which is quite good, but it's hilarious. Yeah, no, the girls love Bluey. They absolutely love it. And I think it probably started watching that about two months ago. Uh, mm -hmm. For those parents that are listening that haven't, you know, seen the Great World of Bluey, it is on Disney Plus. So um, yes. go on there and, and have a little watch. It is really very Australian. highly recommend. Mm -hmm. It's Australian, isn't it? Very, very yes. funny. Very funny. Very good. Very smart. Um, mm. And it's it's just uh, it's very honest as well. And I think a lot of parents need to see that that honesty with, like you said, you know, sometimes they'll come across like it's situations where you can clearly see the parents are struggling as well mm -hmm. as people. Right. But they find a way and it's it's just very smart for what it is. And it's smart enough that parents can watch and sit and be like, this is actually a pretty good show, but simple enough for kids to actually enjoy and not even mind anything. You know what I mean? So it's it's a really good show. I, we highly recommend it. I'm glad that you actually watch it, too. Yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, enjoy your, your, it. You your know, girls watch it. Yeah. You're not going to hang yourself like Teletubbies, guys. Trust me. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It's like it's like The Simpsons, but toned down a bit. But toned down, yeah, yeah, like way, way better. The animation's great. Mm -hmm. The animation is actually fantastic. The voiceover is really good. Um, high quality, just really, really good stuff. And yeah. if, even if you look at wholesome, uh, wholesome fun, very, very good. But um, I see that your girls uh, are doing well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They are on the school holidays, obviously over in the UK, where what we call half term. So they are well into that. They're going back to school in September. So we've just. I think the last couple of days gone and bought new school uniform and new shoes and things like that. And um, yeah, you know, I think they're all, all geared up, but they're growing up fast, man. It's, yeah. uh, oh, it is scary. They're like two little pre-teenagers right now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I've got that all to come. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a little ways to go, but, you know, I'm definitely not really looking forward to that. Mm. So how you been, Matt? Like, I know it's been, you, you mentioned in the earlier that you've kind of, uh, you know, put yourself in the in the sidelines for a little bit. What's going on? What's yeah, uh, any it's, updates? It's, yeah. it's been a strange one. Like, um, you know, Instagram, obviously, we know Instagram has been a little bit up and down this year for a lot of us. And we've all had to kind of maybe take a little bit of time and a little bit of kind of, you know, refocusing. And and I think probably uh, repairing our dented egos where Instagram has is, is been a little less rewarding this year um, in terms of Instagram itself. But I've got to say the last three months have been incre it's been an incredible ride with brands. It seems like brands have woken up again since obviously we've got slightly through the pandemic and um i've had loads of really good kind of reach outs and it's been really exciting and, and thankfully that's kind of reinvigorated me uh on instagram um life in general yeah it's been crazy it's been really busy um i was saying to you off air uh it's been a challenging week um in so much that yesterday uh, we've been on holiday quite a lot in the last couple of weeks we've been up to devon which is about a three and a half hour drive we've been up to um our family in berkshire which is about an hour and a half and then we went up to london last weekend for my wife's half marathon and came back so we've done quite a lot of kind of traveling on the road and my car started playing up a little bit when we were up in devon and um i had a couple of warning lights come on so i called my mate uh, paul or machetti on instagram and he, he's a mechanic and said this i've got this little problem here is this like a major thing am i do i need to worry you know i've got obviously a four and a half hour drive back to uh, to my hometown 
And he's like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. He's because, you know, you got full oil. You're going to be absolutely fine. So drive all the way home. No problem. Drive up to London and back. No problem. Took it into my mechanics and said, am I right to drive this or do I need to get it looked at? They're like, nah. They ran a load of tests, revved it, checked all the oils, all the levels. Everything was fine. So went up to London, came back, took the car into the garage, went, the water light's still on for this low pressure oil thing. Should we just get it looked at? Because obviously, you know, I'm a conscientious car owner. I like my car. Right. And um, he calls me up yesterday after having the car in for like four or five hours. And he's like, uh, I was actually in the toilet at the time. I didn't want to tell him that. So I was like, I just pinched <laughs> it for a minute. And uh, he was like, can you talk? I was like, well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing, but yes, I can. And um, he's like, I need you to listen to me really carefully now when your mechanic says you need to listen to this really carefully you know pound signs or dollar signs are literally flashing in his eyes and uh, but he's been a mechanic for my wife for like 15 years so she like trusts him inside now he's a lovely guy but he goes you need to get rid of that car and i was like what and he goes yeah we've uh we've done a kind of detailed diagnostic we've looked in it and basically we've looked into the engine and gone into the oil filters and you've got metal particles in your oil the oil consistency isn't good it's thick um blah 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 blah. you need to get rid of the car and i was like yeah it's not as simple as that i've only had the car two years i got like four years left to pay on it so you know my loan is <laughs> was worth it at more this than point the car that, at this point was it at this point that you suddenly unclenched <laughs> yeah this was the point where he could hear me going to the toilet <laughs> And um, yeah, I was like, okay, uh, all right. you know what? In- in- thing with English people is we're very polite. So when he gives you the bad news, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, uh, thanks for letting me know. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll come back to you. And how much do I owe you for the investigation? He's like, ah, it's fine. It's like fifty quid. It's fine. Fifty pounds for for what we've done so far. I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll come pick the car up and I'll pay for that. But then after the phone call, I was like, fuck. That's when I was on the phone it, to yeah. the wife. I was literally <laughs> raging at work. I went to all my staff. I was like, my car fucking died. I've only had it two years. It's supposed to last me 10. So, yeah, that was yesterday. That's and so then today, I said, uh-huh. like, it rollercoasted into Friday where I, I came into work today. And obviously, as you know, I run a business and um, I've got so many staff either on holiday um, at the moment. And um, there was only two of us running the business today. Came in and there was no internet and no phones and my IT guy emailed me going it looks like you're uh, we've got a problem with your lines there's uh, there's no there's, since midnight last night everything's been dropping out I was like yeah I know I fucking turned up for work and I got no phones and he's like okay fine we'll have a look at it and uh, half five this afternoon just as I was closing up we still had no phones and no internet so it's oh, been no. a, it's been a rather challenging day so yeah stressed wow yeah. Wow. Well, okay. I hope that this episode will somehow cheer you up. Well, <laughs> to be honest how. with you, I think it was perfect timing because, okay. as you know, the dad cast, you know, it was going really well. And then I think COVID hit and, like, life hit. And, you know, there wasn't much positive things to talk about. And it kind of – I shelled it for a while because it felt like the last couple of episodes, all I was doing was either moaning about Instagram or the fact that, you know, we're locked down and we can't do anything. So I thought, let's take a break. So when you messaged today, I was like – yeah, this could be a good time. This could be a good time to kind of. That's fantastic. We've got some, yeah. we've got some funny anecdotes. I've had a great week. We can, we can start <laughs> yeah. off with that. We should probably thank Chelsea for this. Chelsea, yeah, thank, thank you, you oh, Chelsea, for being yeah. ill today. Exactly. Uh, thank her daughter for for getting yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. I hope she feels better though. So she's, Damn kid. I hope she's listening to this and she's laughing. Maybe. I hope so too. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I do miss you guys. I do miss Chelsea, and I know she's, she definitely had the parenting thing going on. Oh yeah, definitely. She's uh, I think the last time I spoke with I, I think the last time we actually had a conversation was maybe two weeks ago 
or so really? the last episode of coffee creators and it was very brief and she wasn't even feeling that well at that time mm. so and that's the thing with being a with a, being a parent like you think you're doing okay and then suddenly oh your you kids know. are sick again and then now you're sick again so it's it's yeah. it sucks but as long as she's you know okay okay you know what i mean like not really really sick then mm -hmm. i mean that's normal i would say um going back to your 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 story about the, your car i was reminded of what happened to my wife's car as well and so uh, it's a really short story, but basically she also has the same make of your vehicle. I don't know if we want oh, really? to say it. Yeah. So yeah, she has yeah same... it's a crappy old BMW 3 Series. It's, it's fine. a BMW, yeah. So I had my own share of those BMW horror stories. And probably mm -hmm. the funniest thing was that when I bought my, my first uh, car, this was actually my first car. No, not my first oh, really? car. My fir the first car that I bought myself. And I oh, think I was nice. 30. I was your 30 years old. Car. It was a proper car. It was, well, not really. <laughs> not really because it was high mileage. Um, the dealer's like, you know, some guy who was just selling this from uh, this dealership, this small-time dealership out in L.A. And he was an older gentleman. And, you know, as a new car buyer back then, I felt like I did my due diligence by doing my research. But it was, I mean, there's only so much you could do, especially that was like 10 years ago. So... They uh they said oh this this car was driven by an old lady, yes obviously every I mean every used car that you come across is apparently driven was driven by an old lady so that was like the pitch and I said oh yeah this should be fine. Well, I've got a brilliant one for you in a minute then once you finish your story I'll tell you <laughs> who I bought from. <laughs> <laughs> and so I bought the car and maybe around three or four years later it started to not even actually not even two years later it started giving me problems the the funny thing about that is that every person that i asked in the forums they would say oh this car that's a bulletproof that basically does not you know break down and that's the biggest yeah. lie ever for yeah. older BMWs, go 200 miles you're fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i wasn't even on i was i think i was like around eighty thousand miles and that wasn't even that high no it's but not still it's still yeah it still started acting up and i got rid of that car thankfully because everything like the lights the uh the, the there's like oil pressure everything else like all the hoses were leaking but i was lucky enough to actually get rid of it unfortunately during this time before all those problems happened my wife also bought a bmw and this one though was new it was a brand new one and she was happy with it obviously but right up to the point where we almost paid it off, um, it started acting up again. And so we took it to my mechanic friend who was a master tech, a BMW master tech. Basically, he started his own shop. He services only strictly BMWs. And he's like, I've known this guy for like more than 10 years now. And he said, oh, so um, it looks like your car suddenly has transmission problems. It's just so funny that it started to happen right at the moment that your warranty is, is out. And so we said, what are we going to do? He said, okay, I'm going to look into it and see how much the transmission cost. Found out that the, tr the transmission for that particular car costs more than the car itself. Yeah. So he said, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to reset this, this whole thingy, and see if it still drives for a little bit. And if it drives, as long as it's, you know, it's, it's working it's fine. It's safe. Yep. Yeah, it's safe. I would suggest selling it right away. And sure enough, the next day, we sold it to... Uh, there's a there's a big to a little old lady here. 
<laughs> they took it back. It was the perfect circle. She never we drives. Were, we were able to sell it to this this big company that that basically auctions out cars. They fixed it themselves and whatever, but we got a good price for it. So um, got dodged that bullet basically. So you were you, what what was that thing that you were going to say? I think that's my plan. To be honest with you, if I if I can't get it running just a tick over for the next couple of years, then I think it will be going off to one of those "we buy your car for any money" sort of thing. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I bought mine. Um, I'm going to use an Americanism here, so the the vast audience would understand it. So I don't think they call the career the same thing over here. But I bought it from a um, homicide detective. Like, I'm so curious as what they call it over there now. Well, it's just like a policeman, I guess, you know, but, oh, okay. over the, you know, he, okay. he dealt in homicide and I, I think okay. they must use the term homicide over here, but he was, he was a homicide detective, 20 years <laughs> in the force. And I, I was like, being Mr. Naive, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Buying it from a police officer. That's, that's, that's great. You can't get more honest than that unless it was a priest. And then I, I bought it and, uh, you know, paid him his cash. And um, he gave me all of the paperwork, which is full service history with this elite garage around the corner. I felt really comfortable. And um, first time I took it into my garage for a service, I was speaking to my mechanic. And I was like, hey, yeah, this is a brilliant buy. I bought it from a police detective. Can't get better than that. He's like, yeah, they're the worst. Oh, <laughs> He's like, police? <laughs> Fuck me, they're the worst. Those, that car's going to be ridden to shit. I was like, ah, great. Oh, and it turned out to be true. It turned out to be true. Oh, that's so, so unfortunate. Yeah, that's so, so unfortunate. Yeah, well, that's, it, them's the brakes. It, it's also interesting to see how how well BMW's brand, you know, perf- has been performing in the last few years, despite the fact that we have horror stories. And we're not the only ones. Trust me, mm. I have a bunch of friends who have their share of horror stories with BMWs. That's why I think the funniest thing, like the biggest lie that was ever told to me, at least in the car world is that BMWs are reliable. They yeah. are not, they are absolutely not reliable. So and I, I think... know someone's, someone's listening to here uh, to this episode and probably like, no, that's not true. My BMW has been running for, yeah. you are the exception. Trust and, me. And I think you do, you kind of think, ah, oh, but I'll be all right. Cause yeah. you, you do know those horror stories. You do know, like, I've always known BMWs are expensive to service or expensive to repair. And you buy it thinking, yeah, it looks good though, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks <laughs> yeah. nice. Like, I love my car. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. I really like my car. And it's like, it drives really nice. And it's it's taken us loads of places. And we, you know, it's got a tow bar. It's got the roof rack. So we can get a trailer. We can put the roof box on the top. We go camping. It's brilliant. But when it goes wrong, oh, do they go yeah. wrong? Not yeah, so good. Yeah. I'm actually very so. jealous or envious of your car because we barely get, we rarely get that that um, that trip, not trim, but that particular body style mm. that you have, which is what I think you call it an estate model over there. Yeah, over here, I think some wagon. of them call, uh, yeah, I call it an estate. I think some of them call it a uh, what do they call them? Mercedes have got a special name for them, like a. Uh, uh, it will come Touring. to me in a minute, but but yeah, it's a Tourer. I think Tourer, the BMW yeah. call it a Tourer, uh, mm-hmm. as in a touring car. And then uh, Mercedes have something else, like a slingback or something stupid, they call it. But we co- the, the English-ism is called an estate. Okay, and yeah. I like estates. I had an Audi A4 before this one, which was a lease car, which was brand new. My wife rode it off almost. And then that cost about <laughs> £16,000 to repair. But luckily, that was through the company. Oh my. my wife crashed it on her way home from a night shift. Um and then we were like, right, okay, we're going to switch it up now. The company decided we're going to do car allowances. You buy your own car. And I was like, that's good because I can I can buy a car. Uh, my car allowance is more than the repayment. Uh, so I'll get my own car. It'll do me for five, ten years. And then we'll get something nice once the kid's grown up. 
mm-hmm. clearly hasn't worked out like that. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't gone to plan, sadly. <laughs> so my dreams of, you know, running that into the ground and then buying a Tesla, I've, I've probably been set back about 15 years right now. Oh, that's okay. Things can change. Don't worry. I'm sure things can change. Yeah. So yeah. Just, as, just as, you know how as people, we always think of the worst case scenarios like, oh, this could happen to me. And it's like the worst case scenarios that you could ever think of. How come we can't think of the best case scenarios? Like if the worst case scenarios can happen to you, why can't the best case scenarios? Well, this is true. I mean, only this week, OnlyFans reversed their decision to stop posting adult material. So there is hope for <laughs> there a bearded some... nude Viking yet. <laughs> I heard about that. I was I'm, I was wondering now if it was just like a whole marketing ploy to get people to talk about them. I think it was a, I call it a Tumblrism. Obviously, you know, Tumblr had made the mistake of, you know, dismissing and alienating probably 70% of their user base and their value plummeted from whatever to whatever. And I think OnlyFans probably realized that uh, they're not Patreon and they're not full of artists expressing their ability to paint. It yeah. is full of people who are probably <laughs> painting themselves. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Without any clothes on. So, uh, you know, I think it was a very uh, rude awakening that they were about to probably lose probably 70% of their business value and they backtracked very, very quickly. I found that to be hilarious because it's like, do you not know who your audience are? Like, seriously, yeah. do you not know who your audience are? It's not are? Twitch. You know, it's, it's not, not Twitch. It's not YouTube. Like, you know, Definitely you're, not, you're no. a living meme. Your company is a living meme that, you know, <laughs> single mums and OnlyFans, but it, it's... Uh, you know, it. You know, for a lot of people, that was obviously quite a kicker because, you know, that's that's their way of making a living. It would be like you know them suddenly saying YouTube can't host people who like tech for us. Yeah, it would exactly. Just be devastating, it's wouldn't it? Terrible. Well, not so my for- channel. <laughs> not my channel with my four hundred and sixty <laughs> subs. <laughs> so for people who who are listening to this and not familiar with OnlyFans, it's um it's its own social media platform basically. That I think it is it a subscription based where you can subscribe to a particular tread creator. carefully michael tread I, 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 I'm, I'm i'm trying really hard to make sure that i don't sound like i know what it is <laughs> <laughs> but from my understanding it's a subscription-based social media platform where you can uh subscribe to a your favorite creator and that you basically follow them you have access to them whatever their live stream i'm not really sure so i think in the last few years since only fans have been around the most popular types of creators on there are the ones that are uh, scantily clad let's just adult say. material yes pretty much and uh, that wasn't material. the that i don't think that was the intention of the app no, when they first not. started out yeah so no. they've made a lot of money doing that basically hosting these type of uh these con th- this content and just in the last few weeks i think there were talks of them banning that that type of content altogether which is going to like you said alienate most of their user base, their their audience, basically. So I'm like, do you not know who your audience? They're you're already making a lot of money. Why change it? But apparently mm-hmm. there was like uh, some talks. It was the I banks. think it was the banks. Was, yeah, the banks were not the happy. banks, and they were probably just saying we don't want to be associated with this. You need to clean up your policy. It was very similar to what Tumblr did in the fact that Tumblr was actually dictated by Apple, and they said we're going to remove your app from the Apple Store because there's too much adult content on your site so they went okay fine we'll just ban adult content the ironic thing is all they did was they punished the individual creators and the site is still full of adult material but it's all copy of a copy of a copy there's not original content on there so the people right. that were maybe using it for a creative outlet not even we're not even talking the the, the capital p uh p-o-r-n 
we're talking people that maybe did artistic photography and you know maybe um they were in um you know photography for glamour and you know um tasteful black and white nudity and stuff like that they all got crushed and all the site in my experience now all the site is is a bit like instagram repost of a repost of a repost of repost no original mm-hmm. people on there and mm-hmm. it was good for so many things i had a gaming page on there i had um i think i had this is before i got into tech i had car pages all sorts of stuff on there but the whole kind of website just pretty much went downhill after they made that decision and loads of people left the app and it just became full of bots full of bots I see. yeah yeah and bots so. weren't punished real people were punished and the bots weren't and the bots still remain so it's it's a very kind of soulless experience so yeah it, it, i think that app died and i think only fans were gonna go that way if they weren't listening to you know really the people that made the platform what it is for for right or wrong whether you believe in that content or not the the, the fact is that that is your user base so let's uh let's let's pause for a moment okay because if you really think about it the problem the core problem with with those two instances is that the brands didn't want to be associated with such content right so it mm-hmm. goes back to like brand image apple didn't want to be associated with with tumblr is that correct like what, what was that, yeah what was that yeah the, because uh, because obviously i i i, I might be wrong but I don't think there is any age restrictions on downloading apps on the App Store. There's no kind of, you know, you oh, can't so do, you can't mm. do, you can't do, download this app because you're under 16. I think they automatically assume if you're going on the App Store and able to purchase, whether it's a parent's account that's linked to a child's account or whatever, you can download any app. There's no okay, so there's no that age makes more sense then. Yeah, yeah. So I think they said like to be on our App Store, you need to be more PG. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes so, sense. That that could, does make sense. I'm just I don't, wondering I don't though, think like OnlyFans are on the App Store. I think you have to go onto a browser. I think so. Yeah, and again, the fact they're that you not have to, on the App Store, and also the fact that you have to pay for it, right? Mm. Like you have to be at least 18 years old, I think, to sign up for something like that, and you have to pay for it. Then I guess, I mean, obviously you can't always police everything, but it's just funny that I, I don't know. I just found it quite ironic that the banks wanted to have a cleaner brand image. I'm like, really? Yeah, you know, the they want to kill the golden goose. I mean, you know, th- <laughs> there is nothing in this world that sells more than sex. And that's a it, sad yeah. fact. It's a sad fact, but it's, uh, I think, human nature. Yeah. I mean, you type in bearded ginger goddess and <laughs> strangely, I don't come up. And strangely, I don't make any money from it. I'm so tempted to try that out. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> just, I know, just to tempt. If you to use that hashtag, there'll be a, a picture of me on my le- my uh, my chaise lounge. My chaise lounge. <laughs> Just in a, in, a, in a thong. That's so funny. So uh, other than that, though, Matt, everything's okay? Like you feel yeah. like you're getting, you're in a pe- pretty good groove right now? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's um, I've got to the point now with like content and stuff, I'm having to schedule, which I've never had to do before. Normally you get like a product every couple of weeks and you can fit it in. And I'm now starting to say to people, look, I need to, I, realistically, I now need to book you in kind of three, four weeks ahead because otherwise I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to deliver. And um, it, it's kind of quite a nice feeling. As I say, although Instagram, I don't think is, is back to where it was maybe a year or two ago. It's better than it was at the start of this year, but I think what makes it rewarding is a lot of brands have woken up and they are reaching out and they are, they do want to work with people and they do acknowledge that, you know, you create good content and that has made it a bit more enjoyable again. You know, it's been yeah. it has been enjoyable. You know, getting those packages and 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 open them up. It's been 
it's been a crazy few months. I, I like I said, I can't believe how a switch kind of clicked. I remember last year just thinking I've not had any really good connections. No one's reaching out. Obviously, it was because of the pandemic, and it feels like everyone's just trying to get a bit of hype going again and get their brand out there, and they want to work with people. And it's great to see so many other creators in the community getting these little connections with these brands. Yeah. Um, even smaller accounts. You know, I, I've yeah. definitely seen like at the moment, Edifier are going hammering tongs mm-hmm. in the minute to work with as many um creators as possible and I, I think you know if that's what you want to do to put your brand out there i don't think it dilutes the brand to have so many people posting it i think it shows that they respect that that is an audience that not only will promote the brand they will enjoy using it mm-hmm. there's nothing better than obviously a, a brand saying the product to someone who is going to enjoy using the product i think that's where it gets sticky though because like you said it doesn't necessarily dilute the brand However, if you start to give away all these products to to different influencers and they all share the same generic message, then you might lose a little bit of that authenticity. I definitely think you need to probably stagger it. I think I I try not to post the same time as everyone else if something's gone out to quite a lot of people. Um, You know, you do want to stagger your content slightly. And I try to always try and give a bit of a a unique message when i'm posting right. it's not always yeah. possible if there's a brief but yeah it, it's it's good to see so many people i think the thing is we have quite a concentrated community so although if we see 30 people posting about the same product we think oh my god everyone's got that product but the, realistically there's probably sixty thousand people amongst those 30 people seeing their content but because we follow those same people we're seeing we all, all see time. it we all yeah. see it you know mm-hmm. so i think for for us as fellow creators it might seem like oh christ everyone's posting about the same product but maybe because we all have our unique audiences maybe it kind of spreads a bit it gets diluted a bit as it goes out to their unique following i don't know i could be wrong but yeah, yeah i don't know i don't know though like is it do you think that we all have different audi- audiences that's what i'm worried about i feel like the type of people like we follow certain creators right mm. like a lot of us follow the same creators and um, I feel like there are a lot of um, audiences that 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 cross between us, basically. I, so yeah, I, they probably do. I think you've definitely got the there's the two. I think there's the two markets. You've got the kind of office work from home vibe and the gaming vibe, tech gaming, and they do cross over quite nicely. And we do get people who, like you know, we're a, a case in point with that. It's like I've always I've come from the gaming side. You've come from the kind of nice work from home aesthetic office side, and we've kind of clashed and merged over. And I've mm-hmm. taken inspiration from you, and there's bits that I've changed, like you know, moving to Grove Made and um, and adding in kind of these darker vibes and editing in that darker vibe. That comes purely from from your side of of the tech side, which is that kind of very clean aesthetic. Um, and then you know you put one light bulb on once and we called it rgb and you know that was you taking influence <laughs> from me when you stuck your things on the wall that fell off i saw your last post it's not behind me anymore it's not there i kind of no, liked least. it too i was just like you know i'm gonna keep good. it it did, it did look, look good, good but it started to peel off and i tried to put it back on and it didn't fall off it just started to lose its grip and i started to i kept trying to push it back so uh, what i'm talking about for for anyone's listening is i had the nano leaf uh, essentials? wood essentials yeah so they yeah. they look like real wood panels which is pretty cool and they don't have the rgb colors it's just 
yellow and white basically yes yeah, it's, it's but different it's nice. uh, warmths in it yeah it's very nice and it goes with the pattern that i have right right behind me unfortunately uh like they said because they said that they don't recommend it uh they don't recommend sticking it to a textured surface mm. but of course me i'm michael and i'm I don't listen like that. So <laughs> I decided to, to go ahead and do that anyway because I, fought, I felt like this was the only place that it would look good in. Um, and sure enough, it, it did stick on, but it lasted for two weeks. Uh, frankly, I didn't expect it to last that long because I tried pulling it off. Uh, it could, I couldn't. And then suddenly it just slowly started to lose its grip. And I said, it's you know heat, what? I'm isn't gonna... it? I think it's the heat. It's probably the heat. Yeah. So I just like took it off, but I'm happy with it. And, you know, like I said, I'm not, I used to be a stout, um, what do you call this? Like I'm against any sort of like RGB lighting or just LED panels. And so now I understand the appeal. I definitely do understand the appeal, and I like We it. will get you there one day, Michael. <laughs> yeah, <It's, okay. laughs> my, my spare nano leaves are in the post for you. <laughs> Let's talk about your wife's setup, because that is a lovely room. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that's a funny thing, too, because it's been a while since I actually um, went in there. She's been busy in the last few weeks, and, um, I mean, obviously she's been working from home, but not every day, though. I think most mostly the reason why I'm not in there it's because I was going to get stressed out. She knew that I was going to get stressed out the moment I walked in because I think it was like the other day I walked in and I just couldn't believe the mess that she's yeah. created. It's not ready for photos. Not really, no. And no. see, this is the reality of Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. What you see on Instagram is not 100%. So obviously what we portray is it's always going to be aspirational for me, for yeah, example. Yeah. My content is always going to be aspirational in a sense that you want to get to that level. I'm not saying I'm at that level. What I'm just presenting is my best foot forward all the time. I mean, as we've seen know. from your YouTube comments, not everyone loves the vibe or, no. or, or, no. or it's definitely the green monsters definitely come out. I was funny enough. I was speaking to someone who's a big admirer of yours. Um, uh, a guy called Jay, who is on Instagram and um, he is, he's coming back actually from uh from a major cancer operation and he's recovering and he's just started building his setup and building his pc and he's like yeah michael's great i watch his youtube videos all the time and he's he's in my uh my what, what what did he call it something like my idea reel so you know when you save your folder on instagram you save images right. into he's like, i've got loads of michael stuff in there i was like yeah exactly and it's like the funny thing is michael's a lovely guy he's obviously got a lot of design um kind of passion and and uh, talent but he gets loads of haters on youtube <laughs> and um I, we were trying to put our finger on it and, and ultimately you know it boiled back to probably just a bit of jealousy and um you know anyone create we've we've covered this topic before anyone can create a an area that looks really good without spending loads of money but it's the the devil is in the details and sometimes those details are expensive items but yeah it, it does seem strange that people seem to have a real kind of boner for giving you some heat on, <laughs> on on youtube and it's hilarious i just found i think i understand why and it's again it's human nature um i'm not going to say i was never in that boat because if i really look back you know my my best example would probably be when I first moved to the United States, I had nothing. I absolutely had nothing. Just my luggage. I was, I was not working at all. I didn't. We didn't have a car, and so for years that happened. I, I was in. I think I was like 22 years old, and for years I didn't have a job. Not maybe not years. I didn't have a job, but I for years I didn't know what I was going to do, and yeah. I was struggling. We were all renting this house that could that was supposedly big enough for maybe 
one or two families, two families is actually stretching it, like one family, but we were the equivalent of like two and a half. It looked like a clown car at this point. So <laughs> everyone who needed to go somewhere had to share this one car that we had. So that was my life for a few years. And I remember every single time I would see a person who's younger than me driving a nice car, I would look at them and be like, oh, they probably didn't work hard or they probably got that from their parents. So that was me assuming that whatever nice things that they had, they don't deserve it or they never deserved it or it was just given to them, whatever. You know what I mean? And the only reason I was doing that was because it was trying, it was making me feel better about my situation. Yeah. So having that perspective, I understand why people would say this. And this actually goes to one... Um, so I don't know if you saw this like a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, I posted all the Reddit hate that what I was, that I was getting from uh, my wife's office because I posted a picture of her office and this was genuine. This is probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. When I surprised her, sort of when I was preparing that video, the reveal was genuine. I didn't show her the room and you know I just basically put a camera there, hit record, uh, have them enter the room and it was my wife and my two kids, and the reactions was the reactions were genuine. And I took a snapshot of them while my kids were playing. My wife was sitting on the desk, and I took a picture of them, and that was it. Like I took like a, a couple, I don't know, like twenty photos, and just one was decent. And I posted that particular photo, and my wife was dressed up. My kids were dressed up because we came from um, we came from somewhere. So the moment we got home, we were still dressed. We got, uh, I had them enter the room because I'm like, oh, you guys are dressed already. This is the perfect uh, photo shoot opportunity, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I posted that on Reddit and someone commented, they're like, you know, this subreddit, because, you know, just to, as, a, as a backstory, the subreddit that I posted on was Mac Setups. So it's basically, again, like home office setups. And yep. I've been posting there for years. I would share my setups and, you know, I didn't have any problems with it. And as a matter of fact, I never used to post uh, I never used to cross post. Basically, any content that I have on Instagram would not go on Reddit. So, because I didn't want, I didn't have my links there. I didn't have any information. I just wanted to share the photos. And so, but I had to share this one particular photo because I was so proud of it. And it was a photo of my wife sitting there with my kids playing. And it looked like an ad. I yeah. have to admit, it does look like an ad because it looks like I had to like really make it up. And, but that was the biggest compliment for me when they said, this looks like an ad. And I'm like, whoa, like as a photographer, I'm like, that sounds awesome. That feels so good for me. But then people started to hate the fact that it looked like an ad. So essentially it was so good <laughs> that it didn't look real. And so people were hating on it. And one comment, I actually saved this comment somewhere. Um, I wish I could find it right now, but basically what they were saying was that, you know, this subreddit is supposed to be for us who can, um, have nice setups and have nice home offices and it's not for for people like you who post things that are unattainable or that we can never have that and i'm like see that's that's where that's where i think this person is absolutely wrong yeah you know why would you have a, a that type of mindset like why would you close yourself off like completely just because you saw you saw something that was again aspirational if i see mm. a car that i like i'm not going to be like it, well, actually, I can understand that. Like, if I see a, a my dream car, the, the Porsche 918, I'm probably not going to get it. But it's not, I, you wouldn't find me saying, 
I'm not going to get that car. Because what mm. kind of thinking is that? And obviously, but you're not going to get anything nice. Here's the big difference, though. The, the difference between you posting that stuff. Yes, you staged the room. Yes, it was fortuitous that you were wearing nice clothes at the time. But you're also a photographer. So the, the difference point. with most people on Reddit is they take shit pictures on a phone with no good lighting or whatever. Their setups might be amazing, but they make them look shit. So yeah. the difference in that was you had probably the right equipment at the right time with the right lighting. And as we all know on Instagram, it's the photography which sets you apart from one image to the other. And that's one thing that I've developed and learned over the years is like, yes, setups are important, staging and getting looking good is, but lighting and photography is the difference between someone snapping a very average shot of a great setup and it looking average. Right. So essentially I was penalized for my skill. Yeah, basically. <laughs> if you'd have taken that on a dodgy old iPhone 8, I bet you wouldn't have got half the shit. So I wonder how shame on you. Carry an iPhone 8 me. in your pocket. How dare I fix my hair in the morning and look presentable? How dare presentable? you use a DSLR? Damn you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why do you look so kempt and clean? Did you shower last night? How dare you? Like, wait a minute. Exactly. But isn't that what the point is, though? Why we share stuff? We're proud of it. We're we're proud of um, our, our accomplishments and even, like, our skill level. And that's that's just the thing that kind of bothers me. That, that Honestly, that's the only thing that bothers me, really. I don't the thing really I love mind the hate. Is a lot of these people are not in our bubble anyway. Like we have our we have our social bubble, and the thing is, the reason I progress and try and progress and try and get better is because everyone around me is progressing and getting better. And you think everyone's improving. It's lovely to see this arc of improvement from everyone. And I've seen people, um, you know, most recently uh, Mo Gizmogram, who who's uh, a, become a good you know friend of of mine in our community, and he's about to hit 20,000 followers. I remember following him when he was at 3,000 followers and he was just starting kind of his journey and he's just, you know, he's powered through and his setup's changed a thousand times. And, you know, it's those little kind of nice, it's, it's, rivalry is the right word to use because it's not an unhealthy rivalry. It's a good one. It's a, you know, you're pushing each other forward. And I yeah. think, you know, inside our community bubble of Instagram, I don't think you have that, that much negativity. I think we all kind of look and go i like what he did there i'm gonna yes. either take that idea and i'm gonna make it my own or i'm gonna blatantly copy it it's fine you know like i said you know people have copied your shelf a thousand times just <laughs> um but um there's nothing wrong with with copying people's ideas you know no. there's a, maybe there's a difference between going i've created the exact same room as someone else but you know we all take inspiration from other people and i think it's brilliant mm -hmm. to see people kind of pushing themselves on and one week they you know they've taken inspiration from you and the next week from this person and you know they've gone from 10,000 followers to 15,000 or even from 500 to a thousand it's it's really nice to see I think maybe the smaller accounts they get so excited with these milestones that when you get above a certain amount you do become a bit jaded to it um where you know the excitement's gone I think 5,000 was the most exciting milestone I hit on my account mm -hmm. so it's nice I think to it was see 10, all those for me yeah, yeah. ten thousand. Obviously, get that swipe up, which is awesome. But yeah, I, that's I why. Think, <laughs> I think five at the time there was a few people with me who were pushing for that five thousand. So when we all hit it, it was like really exciting. And I think ten was good for the swipe up. Since that kind of milestone, there's nothing you can achieve after ten thousand that is kind of a perk or a right. Like know, that's urging you on to grow some more. Yeah, you just do it off your own 
um, kind of desire to keep growing and, 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 you know, keep growing that account. I'm at 23 now, so I'm still way behind you. But my goal for the end of this year was to hit 30. But then Instagram algorithm said, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> You're not going to get to 30 this year. You're going to lose 70 followers a day and I'm going to give you 71. So you make one follower a day. For a good, I think, three months, Matt, I was looking at my following count because I never, I don't really do that anymore. And because you're right. No, I you're don't. right. As soon as you, you hit like those milestones that you set for yourself, yeah. I had my, my biggest milestone was when I hit 10,000. Everything is kind of just like you're going through the motion. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like bragging rights at this point. Like, oh, I'm 50,000 or I'm 60,000. My next milestone would probably be 100,000, which I'm, you know, way behind. Yeah. So, but like you said, like since hitting that, it just it doesn't seem there's no perk, honestly. So I, I honestly think I feel like the magic number is still 10,000. Yeah. That's the magic number it could, because that gives you some sort of uh, um, like people trust you more when you yeah. when they see the 10,000 mark. Right. That's that's a big number. And so I don't really obsess too much about the, the Instagram count right now to be honest because they've been changing it so much that i'm for a good solid three months i was looking at my following my followers and i would gain like a thousand followers and then i would lose a thousand and fifty and i'm like this is insane what's going on but who are these people i'm following me i they're probably bots or or you know the way i look at it it's like well good at least now what i'm being left with are my true audience and these are the people that i want to talk to Right. These are the the ones that I want to cater my content you know, towards. It's 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 them that I want to um, make happy, basically. So I'm not really too concerned about that. I still believe that it's more important to have a solid like, let's just say 10,000 followers, like 10,000 really, really um, like a, like good, loyal followers versus 100,000 who don't care about you. Yeah. The thing that upsets me the most, I think, at the moment about Instagram is realizing how many accounts that I love I don't see because you either haven't engaged with them recently or if you missed if you missed a couple of posts or you just seem to come out of the the zone of seeing their content. And then you might get a friend share their content in a story post and you kind of see it and you reengage, but you've not deliberately gone. I don't want to see your stuff. Yes, that's, but Instagram that's, has gone. I'm not going to show you that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's that, weird. That is the one thing that I hate about the algorithm. And you're correct. Mm. Um, just this morning, I just realized that there's one person that I used to follow a lot. Like I always loved watching their stories and watching their and you know just seeing their content. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to this guy? So I had to look up this person. And I'm like, wait, he's, he's been posted four this times entire... this month or something. Exactly. You, know, you, you start to yeah. think, oh, they haven't posted in ages, so I haven't seen them. And then you go on and go, I didn't see that post. I didn't see that post. And you like it and stuff. And then obviously they start popping up in your feed. But when you've got, you know, when you follow, I think I'm at like three and a half thousand people I follow, you can't figure who you're not seeing. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's, you, it's you weird. Just lose, you just lose this these lovely people and these great creators. You just lose them because you've just come out of sync yeah and i think this is one of the reasons why i don't like like physically hit the like button because i'm afraid that if i like so for anyone who's listening um i if i follow you it doesn't mean i'm not seeing you i'm deliberately not liking the photo because i'm afraid that instagram is the the algorithm is going to kick me out and say oh this guy likes this type of photo so we'll only show him 
these type of contents. I'm afraid to lose you. Basically, that's what I'm doing. That does explain why you stopped liking my nude account. <laughs> that, does ex- that does explain Milks the Viking hasn't had a Michael Soldad follow in a while. <laughs> Matt, before before we, we go further with this episode, there's one thing that I want to talk about briefly. It's because um, I mentioned this earlier before we started recording, but mm. uh, someone messaged me and he said, you might actually know this person. He's his, He's called J Die Master, I think, is how you read his name. J Die Master, or I think it's a play on Jedi Master, basically, yeah. but his name is Jay. Um, he was asking about my thoughts on 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 um, brands reaching out to everyone, because we were talking about this just briefly. Yeah. Um, and how, how do they separate themselves, basically, if they, especially if they're a smaller account and say company A, sent all these products to everyone else and you know he's like everyone has the same thing why well what do i have what do i have to offer actually you know what let me read his question um i like his account by the way i do follow jedi mice though he's got this lovely kind of black white and brown aesthetic so if you are um if you are listening jedi master your your stuff is tight Uh oh i just clicked out of his (laughs) message let me see I just clicked out of it. Oh, there you go. Okay. So he said, not sure if you guys covered this in the podcast yet, but this would be a great topic. Uh, He said he's trying to stay unique in the desk game, but it seems like a battle because, you know, for a small time creator, it's hard to say no to free stuff. And that's true. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to say no to free stuff. FOMO. You do get FOMO. Yeah. But the problem is like, yeah, everyone else has the same thing. Like what if Grovemade, for example, reached out to everyone? Which is basically, uh, I mean, Grovemade, OrbitKey, um, there's a Quadlock case. There's a lot who are spreading their content or their, their products to all these different content creators. And I guess what his question was, um, how do you different, differentiate yourself? Like, how does your message come across as more authentic? Um, what are your thoughts on this, Matt? Like, what? how do you feel? I know you kind of said this, like you don't really yeah. mind having, you know, other creators share the same content but what do you think i mean i would put it this way is we got into this unless you literally were born a twenty thousand follower instagrammer overnight we all got into this because we love the same things we're all big nerds we all love our home setups whether it's gaming or office or tech we did it because we enjoy it if it's a product that you think you'll like then for me it's a it's a benefit of working with a brand like you know using grove made as an example i aspired to work with that brand because the product looked fantastic firstly secondly i didn't think i would ever get a connection with someone like grove made yes they might have their desk rises in 50,000 different setups but that doesn't make your setup any less special because it's the little things that you do in your setup. And, and I've always probably been known for tweaking. I tweak every single week. I might move this, I might move that, and my next photo looks a bit different. I use the expression, the devil's in the detail. It's the details that set you apart. You might have something which matches 10 other people's setups, but then you might have five other things in your setup that doesn't match them. Or it might show your personality, whether it's a lightsaber or it could be, a, you know, in my case, a fake plant. You know, that's mm-hmm. my, my little thing. Or it could be, you know, it's something that puts your unique thing on it. Yes, you don't want your setup to look sterile and copy-paste, but just because you have certain items which other people have, I don't think that makes you non-original. Yeah, 
I and think also- it's the it's the things around your setup and the way that you you know encompass in, in it. Like I've not been happy with one screen for a long time because I want to have these two screens so I can kind of you know do potentially twitch and things like that. And you know I I know when I'm not happy with my setup. So I think yeah. you know if you're happy with your setup, then you're happy. Yeah. Just yeah. be happy. If you're mm-hmm. not happy with your setup, then I think you know, and I think then you need to be true to yourself and go, you know, it's not working for me. My setup doesn't feel right. It feels a bit too brandy or whatever, you know, is the case. Then change it, you know, change it so that you, you've you got to sit in this space because we don't all just have a room where we have a setup that is just for photography. Chelsea All does. of these setups, <laughs> apart from Chelsea, um, but most of us have setups that are used for work. You know, my kids play Roblox. Um, I come on and play Apex Legends or whatever, or I'll sit on here and listen to music. I love putting YouTube on and playing music. So it has to be a nice place that you want to sit in. If if you've created that space and it looks like some other people's setups, but you enjoy it, then the, for me, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And also, I think um, if you feel that the only reason you're saying yes to this product is because it's free. Then maybe like what Matt said, you might have to kind of stop and think about like, what do you really like? Cause yeah. I mean, I've been offered thing. three keyboards this week <laughs> and those, uh, I, someone posted on one of my stories recently saying, are you going to get into custom keyboards? And I, and I haven't thought about getting into custom keyboards because I know nothing about keyboards apart from they look cool. Um, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of lubricated switches. When they said lube, I thought something completely different, yeah. um, but <laughs> You know, I'm not into all of that. But then I've also been approached by a lot of brands who are doing just generic Windows 10 wireless keyboards. They don't, you know, particularly stand out as something, you know, that's going to photograph particularly well. It's That, for me, is going to be a very generic corporate post. And those keyboards aren't going to stay in my setup. Like, mm-hmm. the majority of the brands that I would work with, I would hope that the setup, that the items that they provide would stay in my setup if they will stay in my setup then it was worth working with that brand yes Mm -hmm. if the items don't stay in your setup then you know that that was a brand you probably could have done without working with here's the product wasn't good enough yeah here's a here's a a, a different way of looking at it as well like this is how i've approached it um whenever a brand reaches out and their products first of all the products has to look interesting to me that's that's always my my number one like is it interesting like would mm-hmm. i want to try it out if i saw it like in a in a, a store shelf somewhere would i want to touch it would i want to say can i see that you know what i mean if that if that passes that that first test then I'm i would bring ask you them. something that's interesting you okay keep talking okay <laughs> so if that passes the test um my usual um collaboration requirements are going to be um is it okay if i give my full honest impression on this and 99% of the time they'll say yes and so you don't have to necessarily approach a product as if you were showcasing it you could approach it in a way where for example like what matt said he doesn't know anything about mechanical keyboards and i remember the first content that i posted about a mechanical keyboard this was like two years ago i think um i approached it in this manner i said I don't know anything about mechanical keyboards, but iQnix sent me one so that I could try it out and maybe figure it out. Whoa, Matt is just wearing this. It, What is that? Uh, honestly, this thing intrigued me so much. This, I've got, a, I've got quite a funny idea for this, for posting on, but this is not a VR headset, believe it or not. It's this not. Is, <laughs> this is a Bluetooth eye massager which also heats up 
So at the minute, my face is being massaged by this thing, and this Are woman is talking to me. Are you freaking kidding me? And this music's is... playing, and you can connect this to your phone, so it'll play your music. So the other day, I was lying in bed, and I was I was listening to uh, what was I listening to? I was listening to NWA. <laughs> I was having my very I just, relaxing. I just finished watching the the, the Netflix um, series or, or about NWA again. And I thought, oh, I'll connect it to my phone. I'll listen to some hip hop and I'll have this on. And it's the weirdest feeling. This thing massages your eyes and it heats up. And it's it's like, you know, when you have a really luxurious car seat and it's, you know, giving you a back massage. So this isn't tech, this isn't like setup related. But I thought, like you just said, that could be quite cool. I'll give that yeah, a Yeah, that is, so, I'm intrigued. I'm probably not going to cool. buy it, but I'm just intrigued to hear your thoughts on it. And that's, and that's the thing, like, right, see, you have that content. Like, I may not, the, the, the I who follow you, Matt, may not be the exact person who will buy it, but I'm intrigued no. enough to actually learn more about it. And that brings awareness to the brand, right? So yeah. you don't necessarily have to feature it and say, this is the best thing ever. You can just be like, this is new. You have fun with it. Yeah, you can have fun with it exactly so um i don't know if we answered your question uh jedi master i still don't know how to pronounce your name so i apologize but you know the, i guess the point is you don't even if you have the same thing from other people if you like it i say go for it and if you want to grow your brand you want to grow your your following on instagram you do have to start somewhere you do have yeah. to start with one product and it it's finding a balance up. isn't it i think it's yeah. a balance i think i think you know trust your gut if you feel like it's a brand i think that's the simplest advice i can give go with your gut if you feel like i don't want to work with these people then listen to yourself but yes. like michael said yeah. sometimes if you're starting out and your your numbers are you know you're on the on the kind of on the growing grind is sometimes you got to you know do those little jobs to get that content to, you do because sometimes brands will look at it and go he's created brand content for this person yes. and you know they'll be looking at the quality of the content and you might feel like i'm not going to use this keyboard again and that's fine you know that i've got yeah. i've got like six keyboards in the loft and they are all those generic yeah. bluetooth wireless keyboards that I know will come in use one day, hence why they're in the loft and I haven't sold them. You know, <laughs> all, all us tech people. people. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly, the top of my stairs is full of tech that I've moved to the top of the landing and I've now got to get them in the loft. But if you go into the loft, I have, I have so much excess shit. Mice, keyboards, mouse mats, um, cameras, microphones. You know, I'm covered with, with headsets and, you know, they're... they're I literally don't have to go three paces. How many headsets do you fucking need? No, I've got. You, you only need one. You only I'm need one headset. A, They're everywhere. I've given. I've given away a couple of my headsets already, and I still have. Them. <laughs> you, you, you only need so many. So once you get to a point of like, yes, yeah, it might be a great keyboard brand, but how many keyboards do you need? I've got two yeah. here already, and I've got another six in the loft. But would I turn away? You know, if 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 let's just pull a brand out the air. If. Uh, um, logitech if logitech said you know matt we want to send you a, a logitech mx whatever range mm -hmm. would i say no no i wouldn't yeah because, because it's good content yeah exactly it's good content you have a brand strategy and your strategy is to work your way up the, the brand ladder right like for mm. you, you start off with the brands that maybe are not so known and then once you start you know you like you said you have credibility to content yes credibility. It's a bit of credibility yes and you have to create content like you can't expect a big brand to reach out to you and say would you like to share this you know if you have nothing 
So you yeah. have to start somewhere, and you yeah, have it's part to start of the somewhere. journey. It's part I, of the I journey. think it definitely is. I mean, you know, we've all, we've all worked with those, you know, the, the brands that are trying to, you know, we sell this product on Amazon. It's eighteen pounds or twenty dollars or whatever. It's a Bluetooth wireless keyboard. It's very unexciting. They're not offering to pay for it, but they're going to send you the product. If you've got no product, you, you know, you've got to learn. I think it's also that learning process of delivering for a brand you know knowing what the expectation is delivering it and getting in the habit of delivering it because if you can get in the habits when maybe the the pressure is lower because those brands don't put as much pressure on you or give you as much expectation or they have you know these briefs like there's a brand i'm working for at the minute and i feel like i've sold my kidney um you know it's 10 <laughs> videos 10 photos oh, in, God. <laughs> realistically i've delivered 250 photos because each photo shoot has 25 30 photos in it yeah and i've done eight themes so far and i definitely feel like i've i've sold my soul to the devil however they are a massive brand and yeah. that does turn the key and unlock because another brand will go ah well he's worked with that brand therefore he's professional he's reliable he can deliver yes. content he can do a schedule so sometimes it's weighing it up and 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 thinking yes your content may look like 10 other content creators but if you don't do that content then the next brand is going to go to those other nine content creators who did take up that brand so it's a it's a bit of a balancing act i think trust your gut if you think it's going to benefit you long term then you need to balance it up because ultimately instagram is a portfolio exactly that's basically what it is. It's personal yeah. strategy. And like what Matt said, it's a portfolio. It really is. If that's the the route that you want to take. If you mm. I mean if you're in on Instagram just to have fun, then that's fine. Yeah, but it's totally different. On, yeah, on the flip side, you can also say no to brands that you like if you feel like you're not going to benefit from it. it. It starts to feel more like work and it's like the, the payoff isn't really there. I'm just sharing it so what? So you can brag to people that you that they reached out to you i mean you really have to look at it from a realistic realistic perspective right so if a brand that you really admire reached out to you but it just does not align with your content with your 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 own personal brand yeah don't be afraid to say no but the I, I think the is, thing is as well is it's just balancing out with putting your personality into your account because it's your personality which sets you apart not your setup. exactly Yes, because exactly. I'll give you an I'll give you an account that 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 jumps out. Current spaces. Oh yes, uh huh. You know current spaces. I do. I, I think I follow them. If they if I don't follow them, I always see their posts because they're tagging me. I think he's in. He's from Toronto, and um, yes. he do, he does black white black white black white. So every time there's right. a different theme, so it'll be a white theme or a black theme, white theme or a black theme, but. He works with all similar brands to what you and I have worked with and others have worked with, whether it's Orbit Key or it's Grove Made or whatever. But he has a lot of personality. So sometimes he'll post a picture of himself, which fits in his black-white theme. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll be wearing black clothes, sometimes he'll be wearing white clothes, sometimes he'll be a black background, dark and moody, sometimes he'll be white. But his personality comes across. Yes. And that's something I've always tried to do. Everyone knows Milks is a joker. He's, you know, he's got the beard and he's a bit of a you know he's a bit of a clown and whatever but i don't just post my setup my setup my setup my setup my setup yeah. sometimes i'll have like you said a break the a break the feed or a mm-hmm. you know break break the look the grid. and i'll try and break yeah. the grid I'll, I'll try and do something which is a bit fun and if i'm not posting a, a trying to post a funny comment in in a post i'm trying to do a picture every now and again that shows me just goofing off yeah, that's correct. That's the, the that's how you should do it. Because ultimately what sells it, what sells the product is not 
how well your picture was taken how, um, or how nice your captions are. What will sell the product is your personal endorsement because people follow you because they like you. And so that's mm -hmm. another thing that I want everyone to consider. Even if you say no to like a brand that you like because it doesn't align with your content, just remember that they noticed you. Yeah, They noticed you, so you must be doing something right. So yeah. that's just a, maybe a little bit of encouragement there. Hopefully that helps. So I think we've got a, kind of both our angle on that. I think, yeah, you know, as long as, long as you're, I think the uniqueness comes from you and the personality you're putting onto your account. I think if your account never features you as a person, that's more dangerous territory than someone okay. who is just posting similar products to someone else. Because I think it's you that makes your account different, not necessarily your setup. A hundred percent agree because you are the one selling it and not, you know what I mean? Like we all, there's a lot of different photographers out there and videographers who are way, way better at, you know, what they do than, than, you know, than me. But my only edge is that they are not me. You know what I'm saying? It, they're not handsome. Michael. That's what we're saying, isn't it? They don't have those, that baby face. I mean, look at these wrinkles, man. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting old. Like I've only, I've got two years left in this industry tops. Matt, it's so hard for people to take me seriously, especially if I'm somewhere and, you know, people are just being mean to me. And if I'm upset, they're like, oh, look at this little guy, this little kid right here. Well, the good thing is, Michael, with a podcast, you're sat down. So no one knows. You could be, exactly. you could be, taller, than, you could be like, taller than me, mate. As long as we don't mention it. Unfortunately, we yeah. have been mentioning it for the last, I don't know, year or so that I'm a short guy. So it's ironic. <laughs> that's okay. He's it's actually ironic. really tall. It's like when they call it Little John. <laughs> Little John was actually six foot eight. So oh, I wish Michael Soldad oh, is actually six foot five. Look at those oh, muscles. Wish. Look at the guns. He's looking good, man. You mean the gut? Look at this gut. Oh no, yeah. that's why I cropped this. I cropped yeah, exactly. this in my chest. I'm trying to fix the camera in a way that it's not showing my lower half because oh yeah. my god. It's, well, uh, the trick is, Michael, you got to wear black. That's where you went wrong today. I know. I know. I did. <laughs> This you know, is not I'm actually 25 anything. stone. I'm like 300 <laughs> kilos, but this black T-shirt's making me look damn fine tonight. <laughs> Matt, I absolutely love today's episode. I think we need to do more of this, even with Chelsea here. Not we don't have to wait for Chelsea to get sick to have you back on the coffee because well, I think this is a really nice conversation. Really, really good. Yeah. Really helpful. So I, I've always enjoyed coming on these shows, and to be honest, I think it's what I needed to kind of get my my kind of podcast mojo back. So I, I'm glad I did. Um, we did message each other only today to organize this. It was a very, very impromptu last minute one, but very impromptu. Uh, it just felt the right time. So I'm glad I took you up on the offer. I'm happy you did. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, actually for this, um, I think next week, we'll see how Chelsea's feeling next week, but uh, I might have another guest on the, on the podcast. And if Chelsea is not up for it, uh, Matt, by any chance, if any, you know, if she's still not feeling well, um, I might ask you again to, to help mm -hmm. me <laughs> with, but I, I'm going to try to bring someone um, over as a guest. And one of the things that I want to do with Coffee Creators is bring more creators into the conversation. Because wasn't that the goal? Like to have uh, like almost like a, a, just like a big round table of Round table just, is exactly yeah. the word I was going to use. Yeah. Right. So round you know, table just having a creators. few people chat in and the more people that can input the better. And I yeah. think we kind of sampled that a little bit with Clubhouse, which seems to have disappeared, <laughs> disappeared oh, <yeah>. now. <laughs> That, that didn't last long, did it? Yeah, um, you know, not that, very long, now. <laughs> that was a little taster of what it could be like when people could jump on the conversation. It was so kind of authentic and organic, and it was really nice. We could but have gone just, for hours. Yeah. We could have gone for hours because the conversation totally. just kept flowing. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, yeah, really I'm, good. 
Yeah, really good. So next week, maybe we'll see how Chelsea's feeling. But even if she is feeling okay, and if you're up for it, Matt, I would love to have you back. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely free, I think, most days in the week. I think we're going away camping again next weekend. I'm free all this weekend, probably during the week, and then we'll be going away for a little camping trip next weekend. So if it's in the week, count me in. All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in to the coffee with creators um and unfortunately chelsea's not with us but she is still with us in spirit love you chelsea yeah we love you chelsea we miss you i hope you feel better hope your daughter is feeling better and so again we would just like for you to please rate the podcast if you haven't yet if you're listening to apple Podcasts, because that would help us and leave us a review Uh, i like reading reviews even if they're bad but that's okay because bad reviews means that i can approve on a couple of things and i'm definitely up for that so again thank you guys for listening matt thank you so much and if you guys haven't yet please follow matt on instagram it is i am or actually i underscore am underscore milks on instagram is that correct Right, that is cool. the one and if you're feeling very kind you can also catch me on at the dadcast or the underscore dadcast which is my podcast uh, instagram page but imilks is where you'll find my tech content so be very grateful for any follows but you don't need to it's fine I just do it I just do it <laughs> all right guys you guys take care i'll see you guys again we'll see you guys again see you next week bye